guys and welcome back to another episode of That's My Personal Business. Today's episode is incredible. It is with Taylor Torres of Chanel and Lee Operations and her interview is so good. It's filled with so many incredible little nuggets of wisdom that I know y'all are just going to love in regards to scaling your business, finding your niche, It's such a good one. So before we dive in, I want to share a little review from you guys. We're going to start sharing the reviews on every episode, give you guys a little shout out. So please don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. You're welcome to leave your Instagram handles. The one we shout you out, we can shout that out as well. So today's is from Samantha MK and she says, as a photographer, I have a handful of other photographers I find truly inspiring and uplifting and Eden is one of them. She puts her all into her business and reminds us why we should too. This podcast makes me feel like my goals are mine to achieve and the life I really want is easily within reach. Thank you, Eden. You're amazing. You guys, you're so nice. And I just love, I love reading these. We're going to read one as well from Brooke Michelle Jackson. And she says, I feel like Eden is speaking my story down to my most profitable month during my most traumatic moments. And those around me thinking I ended my relationship with selfish moves. This podcast is literally my new favorite thing ever. You guys, thank you for always leaving these reviews. They mean so much to me personally, and they help so much with the podcast. I love knowing that these things resonate with you and help you. So thank you so much. Please feel free to leave a review of your own. So let's talk about Taylor, though, because this episode is so incredible. So Taylor Torres was a fine art photographer turned systems expert. After a series of self-discoveries, failures, successes, and scaling her own mega profitable VA studio to six figures, she started Chanel and Lee Studios in 2020. Since 2019, she has assisted over 122, 122 multi-passionate entrepreneurs in streamlining their businesses. She has launched over $104,000 in new offers in 2020 alone and created a priceless dose of work slash balance life for those who dare to dream big and implement. She is incredible and it was so amazing hearing her story. So I'm going to stop blabbering so you can hear from her. Let's dive in. Welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have you on today. I am so pumped. How are you? Good. I am so excited to chat with you this morning and talk here all about Chanel and Lee. Tell us a little bit about your business, what it is, how we got here, all the good stuff. Okay. Yeah, sure. I'll give you my little intro spiel. Um, I'm Taylor Torres. I am an artist, a creative, an entrepreneur, a mom, and a power lifter. Um, I live in Katy, Texas, which is just right outside of Houston. Um, Chanel and Lee, we're a strategy and operations studio, and essentially we help multi-passionate entrepreneurs step into their CEO power through high-level support, through systems and ops um, like education, coaching, um, and then through some other different methods that we have with integrator roles and education coming out. Um, but Chanel and Lee in itself actually started um, when I was just doing VA work. So in the end of 2019, I left my nine to five job to be a VA for photographers. Um, I was doing just a lot of simple stuff for a ton of photographers, like their, you know, lead management and, you know, their books, um, social media stuff, just different things here and there. And over the year of 2020, that whole business completely scaled into what I'm doing now with Chanel and Lee, which is that high level support for those photographers and multi-passionate entrepreneurs who are stepping into their side hustles or into their bigger visions. Um, so yeah, that's kind of just the, the surface level of what it all is. 
Oh my gosh. I'm like, it sounds amazing. I'm like everything everyone ever needs. Um, I love that. Okay. So I would love to know what this transition was like. I love talking to people about like big transitions in their business. So what was it like kind of jumping? Like I'm reading your bio too, and it sounds like you've kind of changed things up a couple times in order to reach like this final destination of Chanel and Lean. What was that process kind of like? Yeah, it has been like a discovery mode for the past year and a half to figure out like what my secret sauce and like what my specialty is. But I feel like it was, man, it was just a a process of really figuring out one, like what my zone of genius is. And like, of course, there are so many things I can do. Like many of us have so many skills and talents, so, you know, we can always, you know, go into emails, I can do this, I can do that, but figuring out where my passion was and like what lit me up for my clients, um, that whole year and process of scaling into what Chanel me as a niching down was me just figuring out like, okay, what, uh, what can I bring to the table that my clients need that they're not getting somewhere else? And how can I make that experience like so stellar? Um, so the process had just been me really niching down and, you know, trying to target my ideal client, figuring out who they are, what they want, um, really just the customer journey over this past year. And, um, just seeing how like my business went from a bird's eye perspective of helping people in all these different areas to zooming in into this very specific way that I reach my clients and help them break their barriers, not just through like actual hands-on help, but also through vision planning and, you know, that high level support that kind of has the light bulb moments go off. But I don't know what specific, I guess I could kind of talk a yeah, lot. Yeah, no, I'm like, subject, I so. love that. Yes. I'm like, let's dive in. I want to hear. I love hearing about people like niching down. That is niching just in general. I just think is the best thing people ever do for their business. So I would love to hear more about this. Yeah. It's, it's super scary, honestly, because at first when you niche, right, I'm sure you've experienced this, um, you feel like, okay, when you niche down, no one's going to hire me anymore. I'm going to like lose the income because you've been taking on so much. And I think you just were saying this, it was on one of your podcasts or something, but the whole point of niching down is so you can work less, right? To yes. Do, yes. It's like, the whole work point. More. <laughs> exactly. For the people that you want or for the things that you actually want to do. So yeah, niching down for me looks like, you know, really discovering, okay, not just what, like what fit my clients and what served them best, but like what brought me joy in the process. Um, you know, I realized as a VA, there's so many different areas you can go and working with photographers, there's so many needs and different types of photographers and creatives out there I was working with. Um, and I just realized one, like not everyone is meant for my business. Same for, you know, I'm Love not meant that. for everyone else. Um, so that was a big kind of like eye-opening moment for me when I was transitioning to Chanel Lee was like, I didn't want to be a catch-all anymore. Like I didn't want to be a catch-all VA. I didn't want to be the person that was like getting tagged in every opportunity because I'm like, I'm sure there are other experts who can do those things well. And I want to just find like my special one niche that I know I can serve like with my whole passion, whole five-star experience and that they feel taken care of in that same way. But yeah, that kind of was my niche process of just figuring out who the client was for me that brought me joy and that like 
made my job fun, <laughs> you know? Yes. I love that. And I'm like, I would love to hear that. What is your niche? Like, what are your ideal clients? I always love hearing what people define their ideal client as. Like, who are you marketing to these days? Yeah. So my ideal client, I primarily work with females who are in their, usually like my ideal clients in their mid thirties, late twenties has been through different seasons of business or has done the different types of businesses, whether it's photography or they started this side hustle or they had nine to fives. Um, but now are, you know, whether they've built a strong business or have really great foundations in their business are now scaling into their passions. So a lot of my clients are taking their businesses like photography or copywriting, putting those on autopilot so they can put their time and energy into you know, their new dreams, whether it be coaching and mentoring or e-commerce or, you know, whatever kind of podcast, passion projects and things like that and helping them manage their businesses that bring profit so they can put their creativity into the, the side hustles and the passions that really light them up. So those women are my special kind of, I love uh, yeah, niche there. And they're usually similar like me, very outgoing and, um, just sparked by all kinds of different things and creative creativity, uh, excuse me, creative outlets. So it's really cool. Cause I kind of get to be not just like a high level support or like hands-on ops, but also get to like see so many creatives, like use their passions in like really cool ways and expand in cool ways. Oh, I love that. I'm like, what a like beautiful thing to work in and just like amazing. I don't know. I'm like, it's so fulfilling to help women with this. I love it. It is, especially too, like with the online space, I feel like it can get kind of lonely because there's just so many people doing so many things. And if you don't have like your little space or your niche of peers who kind of encourage you, it can be scary to like go out and do something new or like, you know, try a new passion Mm -hmm. or start a new business without that like hands-on support. So that's what I like to bring for my clients is like that cheerleader type expert opinion, but also with hands-on strategy. So Ooh, I love that. Like combo. Perfect combo. I'm like, that's what everyone needs, like a cheerleader and a helper. I <laughs> love that so much. So once you had this ideal client kind of defined, and I know like for me, finding my ideal client was, it's kind of a process. I feel like it gets more defined yes. with time as you work with more people, which is always so fun. How have you communicated that that is who you love working with? Like what have kind of been your strategies to niche that Ooh. down and then to communicate with that niche? Yeah. So one thing with niching down, this is like a total strategy, like little tidbit, but it's something that I know tons of marketers use, but I created like those buyer personas. Have you ever done that for your business? No, I'm like, I've never even heard of that. I want to hear all the things. So creating buyer personas, essentially you create like this fictional person in your mind of the ideal client. Like if your dream client came to you right now with like all the money in the bank wanting to hire you, who is that person? What do they talk like? What do they wear? Where do they shop? What do they do? Like I created three of these fictional people based off of real clients that I've worked with though, of all the types of clients that I've loved and doing the things I've done. I created these like ideal buyers. Right. And so when I'm marketing my business or when I'm just creating community on whether it's Instagram or, you know, in the DMS or however I'm, when I'm creating my content, I have those buyers in mind. So I know like I am speaking to very, like three very specific women out there. And so when I'm creating content for them, or like I said, when I'm in community with them or talking to them, I have them in mind. So I know 
what their pain points are, what they need, where they're at, what they're struggling with. And that's really helped me like attract those buyers, right? Because I'm putting out that energy to get those very specific ones rather than just casting like a wide net. So that's like a very specific strategy. Um, but in terms of just like, you know, attracting those people, being myself, like I said, I feel like I attract people that are like me. So mm-hmm. for a while, like in VA work and just in the online space, I felt like I had to kind of show up, I guess, how other people were showing up, you know, post the same kind of content or, you know, do similar launches or whatever, offer similar services. And then when I started thinking in terms of those three buyers and who those dream clients were, I was like, okay, I can actually show up like as me and uniquely as me or whatever that looks like, because I know that I'm speaking to very specific people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't need to try to be someone I'm not or make my business something it's not because I don't need to attract those other people that aren't that ideal clients. Does that make sense? Yes. I love that. And that is like, that's always one of my favorite things to talk about is how like, if your ideal client is you, your business just becomes so much easier. (laughs) Yeah. It's so easy to market to yourself. Like there's no one easier to market to because you like know yourself better than anyone. So I think that's such, I love that tip that just like the more specific you get about your ideal client and they're just like you, you're able to communicate with them better and so much more authentically. I just, I love that topic. I feel like we could just dive into that forever. Um, okay. I love that. So I would love to know, cause I'm like, I love this process of like that you started as a VA, which I'm like, VAs are amazing. I freaking love VAs. (laughs) So helpful. And then you scaled it and now you're just like the superhero, like mega version basically of like a VA, (laughs) like the like new and improved version. You just like scaled it into this incredible strategy and operations program. So I would love to know what the scaling of this was kind of like, because I think that's something that intimidates a lot of people. I know even now it still intimidates me, like trying to think of how you can take the principles of what you're doing now and make them into something like bigger and better. Right. So I'd love to hear about like your scaling journey um, as yeah. you've taken the VA business and then turned it into, into Chanel and Lee. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like scaling, it sounds, it sounds like a, it's a funny word that everyone's using right now because we all want to scale our business online. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, the scaling has to, and from what I've realized in my own business and how quickly I scaled was the scaling has to happen with your customers, right? So if you're taking your clients on a journey with you in whatever service you are, they're naturally going to eventually outgrow that service, whatever it is. Like, just like if you're a website designer, you design someone a website, they're probably not going to come back to you for a website. So how else can you travel with them with their journey? Right. Mm-hmm. So for me, my clients were kind of naturally growing out of needing, they needed more support than just a VA. Like they were at the point in their business when they first came to me, like, Oh, I'm overwhelmed. need a VA, yada, yada, yada. And then after retaining clients for a year, I realized, okay, like these clients are growing, therefore their needs for support are growing as well. And so that scaling naturally happened with the client journey. And so when it first happened, I had to kind of say, okay, like, how can I scale my services with my clients so I can retain them and keep them in my ecosystem rather than them growing out of me and looking for support somewhere else. So I I started doing that and just naturally 
really organically in my client conversations, like figuring out what they needed and where they were going and then how their pain points were kind of transforming with that. So then I knew like, okay, this is where they're going to need help next, or this is kind of the path they're on. So a lot of my clients that I'm working with now, higher level, I've been working with for over a year. So that natural progression of that journey, I just grew with them and scaled with them and then took all of that and kind of turned it into a service. So now new people in my ecosystem can kind of see how they, my clients went from this one, you know, um, kind of transformation process to where they are now. So that's kind of, it was, it wasn't as much as me saying, okay, I'm ready to scale. It was, there was the need for my client scaling. Therefore I was like, okay, I can either stay in VA and keep doing what I'm doing, or I can create this like really amazing client journey, this client experience where I am also growing with them and providing new services and continuously kind of like knowing like what's going on in their brain, where they're at, what they need help with next. I'm always like a step ahead of them, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Yes, which I love. So what are kind of your strategies for saying a step ahead? Because I think as entrepreneurs, especially let's say you don't have a VA, like you said, we get so overwhelmed. We have all these things that we're balancing in our business. It's really easy to kind of, I think, get into survival mode where you're just like doing what exactly you need to do in order to like Mm -hmm. keep your business afloat. So there's not always a ton of like, I know, especially when I first started, I I wasn't really thinking about like way down the road because I was just like, oh my gosh, we have so much to do right now. Let's like focus on this. Yes. So how do you kind of suggest that business owners start looking at like one step ahead? How do they start planning on kind of this journey that their, their clients might be on and how they can start scaling to match them in the future? Right, right, right. Yeah, I would say client, first of all, client feedback and like constant communication with clients and just getting feedback in general from your business is so big. Like, I cannot stress that enough because no one's going to help you figure out how to move your business in a better direction than your clients, right? Because they're the ones working with you, they see the results or lack of results, whatever it is. So my whole year last year of scaling was getting feedback from my clients. What is working? What's not working? What can I do better? Um, how, how is your business? Like I, I love to get feedback reviews, testimonials. I'm also just in a really constant state of like friendly communication with my clients and they feel really open talking to me. And I've, I built that, um, kind of, uh, what would you say, like that safety of, and that confidentiality with them from day one through just my communication. So that way they feel open to kind of sharing with me, like what's stopping them in their business or where are they at personally, or, you know, and they're more open to like, you know, giving me critiques in my business. So that was one huge piece to all of it is just being in with your clients and knowing what they need, but in a like applicable sense, Um, scaling for me, especially because I'm a mom and haven't like any mom and any business owner for like, there's so many things going on all the time. And I had to kind of figure out like which things are going to move the needle and need to get done and which things can like, you know, not, not fall off, but can be willing to be put aside at times. Um, I once heard someone say like this analogy that we're always juggling these balls, right? And some are glass and some are plastic and you have to figure out in life, which ones are the plastic balls that'll be able to drop and be okay. And which ones are the glass ones and that you can't drop. Right. And so for my business, 
I was like, okay, which things need to move the needle for me to scale in the future? Those things have to get done on a weekly basis or a monthly basis or whatever it is. It's going to look different for everyone, but really like, you know, putting those things into my time intentionally and tackling them with intention instead of letting the day-to-day things take over my to-do list and the visionary get put to the side. I had to be really intentional about saying, okay, like I need to put time into growing my business, not just managing it, you know? Mm, I love that. And also I'm like, I love that analogy. I've never heard that before. I'm like, that is I incredible. Who said it? It's, it wasn't me. It was like a book, but I just, I heard that and I was like, holy crap, because you're going to drop ball, the ball eventually. Like oh, I'm yeah. going to make a mistake. It's just knowing which balls can we drop and we'll be okay making mistakes with and which one we can't. But yeah, I love that. I love that so much. I think that's incredible. And I think too, like you said, there comes a point where you kind of reach. And again, I think it's when you just like hit peak survival mode where you're just like, okay, I have to give some things away or like figure out a way to streamline things. Otherwise we're never going to scale and we're never going to grow. And I think that's such a powerful moment in your business when you finally are like, I mean, I wish everyone could reach it right before this like breaking point of like total exhaustion, but sometimes that's what it takes. Um, so I would love to know these, these little like glass balls, these plastic balls, these mistakes that we make, what is like maybe a big mistake that you made in your business that taught you something huge though? Like something that just totally changed the game for your business. Oh my gosh. I have one. I've never even shared this with anybody. So let me see if I can say like word this well. <laughs> I know. This is going to be like a total like what's it called moment where I'm like being very transparent. Um, I, this was probably back in last summer, I was pivoting my brand, was getting my new name and kind of transitioning into who I wanted to be. And I had like a anonymous email that came to me and someone had said that I was, I guess essentially I, I was looking too much and acting too much like another brand that was in my sphere at the time. Mm-hmm. And I had never, it was an anonymous email. So they didn't, you know, say their name, which I was like, Hey, if you have something to say, like, just come up to me, you know, email me with your name. I appreciate the feedback. I always appreciate critique. But that moment was a mistake for me because I realized I had been, like I said earlier, so worried about trying to do what I thought was right because it worked for other people. Like, Oh, that person is successful or this type of business model or this niche, this is what works. When instead, really what works is, like I said, when you niche down and find out what your secret sauce is for your ideal clients, not what's working for everyone else. Um, And, you know, that moment was, I took that like with a grain of salt, replied back and was like, okay, this is great, but ran with it afterward and realized what, like, what is my business and who am I in it? Because it's not, it shouldn't be all these things I've pulled from the other, you know, the internet or other businesses or inspiration. Like I had to dig deep and kind of be like, okay this is my business and it's unique to me and I should make it that way. I don't need to model it after other people to make a profit or to be successful in it. Um, So that mistake of thinking I had to, I guess almost unintentionally model myself after other people was like the biggest teacher because then I was able to really get clarity. I had um, like a, you know, a coaching call with someone in, uh, one of a business coach that I, you know, often ping off with. And that call after that moment was just like eye opening for me because then I was like, okay, 
I now know what my business is, what I want out of it, what I want it to look like and feel like, what I want people to experience when they're in it. And ever since I had that kind of like eyeball moment from that little mistake or little journey, my business has been like just scaling on its own so naturally and people are naturally drawn to it because I'm not trying to model it after anyone else. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And I love that. Thanks for being so open and sharing that. Cause I feel like stuff like that is always, well, and I feel like too, when you're in it, like when I, I had once, I like shared about it before I got into like a Twitter fight. Cause someone just totally called me out on Twitter when I first started photography and told me how like they had basically like screenshotted my feed and then a bunch of other photographers feed and were just saying how boring we were. And I was no. so reactive and sad and like, mm-hmm so upset and I feel like when you get those things it's so hard because you're like "Uh oh like it feels like you're being accused of something which is so hard but it's such an integral moment to pivot like after that Twitter fight I remember looking at my feed and being like okay it totally looks like every other photographer like I'm not happy with the way they delivered this information but it's true like I have to change exactly And so I love that. I think that's such an incredible story of taking what could have been kind of not the funnest situation and totally pivoting. I'm obsessed with that, just like niching down even more. Um, So as after you did that and you did start like niching down more, what kind of tips would you give to people who need to niche down more? Like where do they start? Because I think people get so overwhelmed because it, it is so easy to even subconsciously, like you said, kind of copy a little, like not even copy, but just like kind of steer in the same direction. Right, right. People. Yeah. Cause it's just like, we're ingesting. That is like one thing that is so wild about our day uh, and age. We're just yeah. ingesting media all the time, like all the endless, time. <laughs> endless information, endless media, endless content. So it's kind of like impossible for us to not at least sometimes like replicate things, even subconsciously. Like I know I've had ideas or designs and I like get started on them. And then like a month later, I like see something on Pinterest and I'm like, oh my gosh, (laughs) wait, like was this in the back? You're like, wait, did I copy that? (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, wait, did I like see this in my brain thought? Like I had an original idea, but it really was from like some piece of content I just scrolled by. Um, So how do you suggest people kind of start really digging into themselves to find this like niche that's totally them. Cause I think when we're just in this overload of content and information, it's so hard to kind of pick apart what's ours and what's maybe not. Right. Yeah. I would say first and foremost, yeah. Stepping back from like ingesting and consuming content, even if it's not just social media, but like you said, like if you're on Pinterest all the time, if you're always doing like finding inspiration, like stepping back from that, even for me, like I wasn't consuming all the time for what I thought, like I wasn't purposefully going on, but I'm scrolling all the time or I'm doing this and that. And I realized that was definitely influencing obviously what I thought was my nature, what I was trying to do. So yeah, stepping back from consuming was huge for me. But one thing I did Um, this was back in, I can't remember if it was around October. Um, we launched the new site in January. So all of December, I was really putting together like all the new Chanel ecosystem, but around like October, November, I sat down and like forced myself essentially, because this is not something I'm not like a, a journaling type of person. I don't like really meditate or like sit with myself. It's something I'm learning to do and embrace. Um, and so around that time, I, did like this workbook um, 
from a, a, a coach online. I was in one of her group coaching kind of program things. And she had this workbook for basically like your brand vision. And it was all of these questions. And I'm sure we could, you know, people could find these online or just do them themselves. But it essentially asked me just all of these things that weren't like business related, like, who am I? Like, what is my purpose in the world? What is my vision? What, you know, all of these things that I guess we can so easily be influenced by, like we're saying, the consumption of other people's content that you kind of start, you know, taking them and creating them for yourself. Like, oh, I want to be this or I want to be that or my business to feel like this. Whereas I kind of just sat there with myself and my thoughts, no inspiration, no media, and just figured out and really dug deep, like, what is the purpose? Who am I for? what's my niche? What is my calling? What do I love to do in my business? What do I not like to do? Like just all of the things, um, and really sit in that and spend time diving into like my answers. Um, and that like really, really, it sounds kind of silly, like just journaling to myself, but it really helped me open my eyes to the things I'm like, okay, there are things I don't like doing in my business that I had continued to do because I thought it would make me money. Or there are, you know, ways I speak in my business that I thought I would, you know, would help me attract certain clients. But in reality, those aren't the clients I want, you know? So that kind of internal process of breaking it all down and putting it onto paper and just like feeling the feels and experiencing that, um, that helps me get the clarity to then say, okay, from all this, what services are, you know, the ones I want to offer and those buyers personas that I was talking about creating those. So it was kind of like a, a retrospective kind of way, instead of saying, these are the services I want to offer and scale from that, you go backwards and start from the real, the, the deep down part of your business and then go from there. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm like, this is one of my favorite. I feel like I've said this about everything you've said, but I'm like, I love talking about just like <laughs> focusing on you because you yeah. are like seriously the foundation of your business. And so like I launched my coaching this week and that is like one of the biggest things we're focusing on is that you are the foundation of your business. So if you are not all sorted out, like in no world does your business start thriving. If you are no. just kind of like unsure on where you're wanting to go as a human and what you really love focusing on. I love honestly, just the advice of like finding your why I think is the most powerful first yeah. step on like your process to niching down and finding those ideal clients. Um, and I loved what you said about, yeah, like all your ideal clients and kind of what they're looking for and what they're doing in their mm -hmm. business. Cause I think sometimes people with ideal clients, they kind of focus so much on like the logistics of their ideal clients, like right, right. how much they earn and where they shop. And like, while those things are so important, having like foundational things that they're doing or like saying or believing are so powerful and they go along so much with your why and your niche. So I love that. Yes, 100%. Okay, so you have had this just like ever-evolving business. I'm obsessed with like the way you've scaled it and all this advice you've given to scale. I'd love to know like where do you see things going next? Do you have fun things in the work? Like what is in the future for Chanel and Lee? Yes. Oh my gosh, yeah. So I I was when I was scaling and thinking about this, this was a big part of my question is like also while retrospectively looking inward, looking at the the picture as like a big picture, right? And so instead of scaling and just looking at, okay, what do I want to do next year? I really wanted to see where does my passion lie, like even five years from now and where's Chanel and going to go? Um, so right now, naturally with high level support has come the role of that mentorship kind of level and that consulting level. 
which I feel really naturally drawn to. Um, I've done teaching in you know, past positions I've had and different life um, arenas, doing mentoring and things, but never like in the business area. So that's something that has been, I've felt called to, and that's kind of naturally been trickling into my business, that like mentorship relationship with my clients. And so that's something I see coming into fruition, which normally is the coaching aspect um, with my support. So right now we do offer like strategy sessions, um, but definitely as I'm thinking into the future, I, I would love to see Shinomi expand to business mentoring beyond just strategy, but also, you know, as business owners or women or moms, things like that. Um, and then also what I've done for this past year, I've, I've kept all of my secrets in my head and with my clients. Mm -hmm. so I'm really trying to get some of that out into education and really give people who want to provide excellent client experiences in their businesses, the opportunity to do so through courses and, and all that good stuff. So we do have, um, I have a course coming out in March for that. So that'll be exciting. That'll be my Ooh, first exciting. education offering. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really excited for that. Oh my gosh. Wait, that's so exciting. I love hearing about people launching new courses. That is so fun and such a huge jump for 2021. Yes. Yeah. Especially because I am a hands-on, like in my business, I love being one-on-one -on -one with clients. So a course for me is a totally different, you know, atmosphere having people that aren't doing done for you services, but I have helped my clients launch their own courses. So I've been the hands and feet of many course launches and all that good stuff, but this will be our first within Chanel News. So I'm really pumped. I love that. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so excited to see what it's all about. Um, that is incredible too. I love that you like already know the back end way of launching that. I feel like most people right, like right. they have the course idea. They don't know how to launch it and you have the course, like, you know, exactly how to launch things, which is so exciting. Yes. Yeah. It's a little intimidating though, right? Cause then you're like, Oh, I've helped people be really successful and are successful in their launches. Now it's time to turn the tables and do it for yourself. It's a little scary. Oh my gosh. I know it'll be just incredible. I'm so excited to see. Um, okay. So as we wrap up, I always love asking people at the end of every episode, what the best piece of advice is that they've ever received. It can be related to literally anything. It doesn't have to be anything we talked about. Just the first thing that comes to mind. You know what? And this is like my natural answer to say, because this is like something that I tell myself every day of my life. And it's probably what people have, maybe they've said this before on your podcast. I don't know. But my biggest piece of advice is when you're feeling you're stuck, when you're in something, when something goes wrong, I always say it is what it is. Yes. Oh <laughs> That's my gosh. Like my biggest takeaway. I'm like, okay, whatever just happened, it is what it is now from that, how can I learn? How can I grow? What can I do from here? How can I take action? It is what it is, is like the motto. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm like, that was my 2020 motto through and through. <laughs> that right? was 2020 in a nutshell. Just it is what it is. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that, that piece of advice can kind of go on any, like that could, it could transcend any kind of, you know, business, people, whatever. It just, it is what it is. You'll get through it. You're going to make it. No, I love it. That's a great perspective on it too. Um, okay. So tell us where everyone can find you all the internet places. We'll link them in the show notes as well, but tell us where we can all find you online. Yeah. Perfect. Um, with Chanel Lee, we're at Chanel Lee on social media and then chanellemee.com. You can also follow me at Tay Torres. Um, my personal account, I post a lot of 
mom life and fitness stuff, but I'm online and would love to be friends with everybody. So yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, Taylor, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'm like, I, I found this so helpful. So I'm like so excited for everyone to listen to it. Thank you so much for sharing all your little goodies. Thank you, Eden. So much fun. Thank you for being on here and thank you guys for listening and we will see you next time. Bye.